Let's go, girls. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> yeah, that synth is fucking huge. It's like Shania Twain records are insane because it's like Willie Nelson and Van Halen. Yes. Put together. Yeah, it's like perfect. Yeah. She's country. She's more country than everybody. Yeah. But she like I I want to watch the performance of this in front of really like. 50,000 other people. Right. Like, and I'm wasted saying right. in the front row. Van <laughs> Halen country. Yeah, I mean, Shania Twain is the, mu- is the music for White Claw pounding. <laughs> this is, this is, this is a Natty Seltzer in song right. form. <laughs> I mean, even everything about the song is pretty chaotic. Like, the sense of the arrangement. It's incredible. I don't know how they got away with it. Yeah. I love it. The, the fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> the top, right? The, the pedal oh, steel. Yeah, dude, that's so good. This other thing, it's more pop than pop records, and it's more country than country records. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. They killed this. When you, sh- after you told me to listen to this whole album, oh, I, got, I like went down the rabbit hole. Yo, it's insane. It's so good. It's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, like this album is good, yeah. dude. Woman. Also, like, I like what the song's about. Yeah. Um, you know, men's shirts, short skirts. <laughs> this song is also um, how I learned what the word prerogative was. Good word. When I was a kid. Yeah, it's a great word. Yeah, good word. This is Shania Twain. Teaching vocabulary to the youth. Right. <laughs> Also, like this song feels like it changes keys like thirty times. I don't know. I don't think it does. I just think it's like, like check out this key change going into the guitar solo or whatever it is. Just gotta listen to all the song. So good, iconic. Yeah, like, it is iconic. Man, I feel this. like a woman. Definitely keychain. This is your boy on guitar, right? Brent Mason. Yeah. <laughs> right, we gotta get into this. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. My name is Ben Williams. I'm here with Luke Campolietta. We're two people who love music, who work on music for our jobs, yes. who listen to music for fun. Yes. We don't do anything else. We're in here making podcasts, making beats, yes. making records all day. This is Listen to This. Today's song is Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. It was the seventh single off her country crossover classic, Come On Over. Um, seventh single. Insane. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Yo, most artists even happen. Most artists don't even get, don't even make seven tracks anymore. Yeah, let alone like seven singles all, ever in yeah. their career. She yeah. did it on one record, and they were all huge. Um, it charted at number twenty three on the U.S. charts, mm-hmm. but obviously it was number one on the country charts. Definitely, and it was number three on the U.K. charts. Um, it was re- released in nineteen ninety seven. It won a Grammy for best female country performance. Nice. The song was inspired by Shania Twain's experience working at the Deerhorst Resort in Huntsville, Ontario. 
Twain credits seeing the drag performers in the area as the source of inspiration. Interesting. Yeah, it's like that's what you that's what you do when you're an artist. Yeah. Like you see shit happen in your life, and you're like, "Oh, wait a second. Yep. The song was written by Shania Twain and pro- and producer slash at the time husband Robert Mutt Lang. Um, the two were basically a song making powerhouse. Um, their collaborations eventually sold over eighty million records worldwide, which is insane. Um, it's always fun. We always like looking up using the calculator to see how <laughs> much right. 80 million records are. Right. So it's like 80 million times. Let's just say 20 bucks a record at this oh, point. Dude, That's, 80 million. Yeah. <laughs> times you said 20. Yeah. Dude. Those are those same goodies prices. 1.6 billion. Yeah. It's like they, they, and these songs are, are, are iconic. You know, everything about Shania Twain at this time in her career is like nobody will ever hit that level again. What's also like fun to think about is she's Canadian, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And Mutt Lang is South African. Oh, nice, nice. He, and, and they're making like this epic country music. And Mutt Lang, I mean, the dude is serious, legendary producer. And have worked with acts like ACDC, Def Leppard. Yeah. Michael Bolton, The Cars, Huey <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the one of the biggest go-to producers for bands that you know shit is at stake when they make a record yeah they like have to come out with yeah. good things he's like almost pretty famously the architect of the Def leopard pyromania era which right. includes like pour some sugar on me right, right. and rocket and like all that stuff and like that is a heavy influence on this man i feel like a woman oh, track. big time yeah it's like beginning it feels like an arena rock song yeah it feels like somebody found a country musician and ran them through this arena rock filter, but it works. Yeah. That's the weirdest part is like at no point when you hear this, do you think, oh, this is country or this is whatever. You're just like, damn, this is perfect. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I really dig about the production is that something is always happening. Yes. But for some reason, it does not sound cluttered. Right. Is that like something that comes from the arrangement of the song or is it a mixing thing or kind of like an all, all of the above? I think it's both. I think it's both the arranging and the mixing. The arrangement's always going to um, determine how good a mix is going to be. And so the arrangement is so good from the get-go, the mix can only make it even yeah. better. But, um, you know... They do a really good job with like panning elements outside of the stereo field and tucking them in between. Like there's this thought process. There's two thought processes. Like when you're like panning things when you're mixing, there's the people that are either left, center, right, and that's what it is. Or there's the people that put stuff in between. Yeah, yeah. 45 degrees this way, 45 degrees that way. And I think that this record does a good job of like showing how you can take a bunch of elements that all live in the same frequency range and place them in the stereo field because mixing country music is really hard because when you think about all the instruments in country music... There's a music, lot. There's a lot more instruments that are kind of in the same the frequency same range. Yeah. Right? So you have like vocal, then you have the guitars, and then you have the, the fiddle. The dobro, dobro, steel guitar. Steel. Yeah, like they all live in the same area. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding a place for each one to exist and not step over each other. And that's with the mixing, but also the arrangement. Um, my favorite part in the song might be the second guitars, not the or first guitar, but the one that's like, yeah, 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 it's a, it's such a, like a, it's like really 
a guitar part that's like incredibly evocative of like just like classic rock. Yeah, it is. Like that's more like the ZZ. Yeah. It's like the ZZ yeah, Top guitar. Exactly. That's what it's like, kind of evoking. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like this almost sounds sounds like an ACDC track at times, yeah. which is obviously like Mutt Lang. You know, he worked yeah. on ACDC. Yeah. Um, but it does like it just like fucking rocks in that way that like records really don't do this for me anymore. Right. It's crazy to think that like Shania Twain is like rocking out harder than anything that's popular now. Right. But damn, like yeah, they're ripping it. This guitar player is. A legend. I mean, Brenton Mason yeah. might be one of the greatest guitar players to like grace <sighs> the earth. Yeah, I mean, these like he's played on so many things, but these records are where I'm just like, all right, dude, like you get it. You've perfected rock and roll guitar that sounds like the Heartland rise, yeah. rising up. Like the dude's <laughs> literally. He, I would even go out and say that he's maybe the most recorded session guitar player. Nice, nice. Like when you look at his credits, it's pages. Yeah, and pages. <laughs> You know, and it's just like the dude. I've heard stories about people that had worked with him, and he just shows up with his guitar. Oh yeah, and plugs in, and the dude's literally gone in like ten, fifteen. Yo, minutes. that's how it, that's how it goes. Um, you know, it's like it's fun as somebody from Atlanta. It's fun to talk a lot of shit about Nashville, just because you know I'm competitive, right? <laughs> and I live here. But a couple of records I've made there with like dudes who like are in that scene, the session scene. Oh, they're fucking gods on those oh, instruments. Yeah. Like they can just learn a whole song in like five minutes and play the tastiest, nicest, most rocking shit over it. Yeah. It's really cool. It just goes to show you, like if you are a musician out there and you want to be good at playing music, just learn a million songs. Yeah. I think that's where, I think that's where <laughs> it comes from. Like these guys that are yeah. like these triple scale players, like they're, they're just so experienced and they're, I think they're just able to associate. Yeah. They're like, okay, this song is like this one, like this one, like this one. Okay, cool. And yeah. they're able just to just, you know, do it because they have the experience of playing the same song, just a different, a more modern way now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know? this, this, these tracks though are like just so well-written. Oh, like I was yeah. saying, when we are listening, it sounds like this song has like four different key changes and like it, it, it's up the whole time, but it puts you through a lot of different versions of up. Yeah. It's so good. The guitar solo is amazing. The fiddle's so good. Um, the drum sounds are like one of a kind. Yeah. So I did want to like bring this up cause I, I wasn't able to find anything on this record, mm -hmm. but Mutt Lang is famous for that Def Leppard record. And the way that they recorded guitars on that record was if they were playing a chord, they would record one note at a time. Oh wow. And multi-track. What is that about? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I think... I've I'd heard of that I've heard of that story before. Yeah. I didn't know that was the Def Leppard yeah, thing. Yeah. You know what you know what it tends to make me think about? He's like, a control freak. Either a control freak. <laughs> you know, like there's like some other like there's like uh, some yeah. sort of hoarding disorder going on. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like the same concept of like when you have a choir. Oh right? yeah. So yeah. Like you know you have like your sopranos, altos, tenors, mm -hmm. and basses. And even though they're all singing an individual pitch multiple times it creates this like massive sound yeah. versus just duplicating the same person doing the same sound. So maybe by just recording chords one string at a time, he gets like that huge choir effect. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because you know, a lot of these, these big chords on the Shania records, the song and Def Leppard, they just sound so much bigger. Yeah. I mean, it was common. I mean, I do this in my own productions. Like 
on like a chorus, like if you're coming in and you play a big G chord, right? You do another guitar and just hit a big G, just the note itself, yeah, not the yeah. chord. Oh, nice. And, you'll, and you can stack that so you just get this big lift, Oof. you know? So it could be there along those lines. <laughs> Man, I, I don't feel like a woman after that burp. Funny. So like Samut <laughs> Lang worked on, when you were talking about him working with ACDC, it reminded me of this story I heard when I was in college. I think one of my teachers was like an assistant maybe for like an ACDC session. And he was talking about how... Um, Oh, shame on me. What's the guitar player's name? Angus. Angus. Angus yeah. Young, yeah. How it was either him <laughs> or Malcolm. Or Malcolm. Young. Yeah. They recorded their guitar in a really bizarre way. Like normally, like when you're recording guitar outside of like a band live tracking, like sometimes like you track as a band live and everyone's in the same room and that's cool. Sometimes you're recording guitar by yourself and you're in the control room and you're you're playing your guitar in the control room and yeah. you're hearing the guitar through the speakers and the amp is in a whole nother room. Mm-hmm. But what he liked to do, he didn't like that, is he had his own like personal vocal booth, yeah. right? And he had a pair of like NS10s or like studio speakers set up like monitor wedges that would blast music and his yeah. guitar through it. And then all over the wall was like magazine clippings of like Pent Up and Hustler <laughs> and like Playboy magazine. And he just and, he, and he just be in there playing like these ACDC songs, I love like just rocking out in this vocal booth with like all these magazine clippings all uh, over the wall. Honestly, people need to be pushing themselves <laughs> in, that, in those kind of ways. Isn't that crazy? If that's what it takes, damn, I need to put up some Sports Illustrated for kids, 90s. <laughs> shit where it's like Shaquille O'Neal right, he's, Sha- he's yeah, gonna yeah. be the next thing right. I need to put that up over the studio there's your motivation uh, okay I, a couple a couple final things on on man I feel like a woman love this intro riff fucking love it dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. and then she, she busts in with a Shania classic let's go girl <laughs> Shania's always talking at the beginning of her songs mm-hmm. which is like funny because it felt so like breaking the fourth wall, like sassy of her. Right. And like, that's how it was played up. But in many respects, it's like very much an homage to earlier country music mm. where like before, you know, before like uh people's tracks, they'd be like, before like a Merle Haggard song on the record, he'd be like, this song, you know, it's just about an old man sitting at a bar drinking, trying to drink his memories away. Wow. And then they'd play the track. So it's kind of funny that Shania was always doing this. And it just, it sounded like such an iconic thing for like her character, but it's really just like paying respect to, to stuff that she kind of came up with. Right. Which I think is really funny. That's cool. Like, cause like, I don't really know classic country that well. Mm-hmm. I only got into country post like late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousands. Rascal country. flats. That- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got into country after uh, Life is a Highway. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> cars. I got into highways after that. Right. But, um, it, like, in cars. <laughs> Lightning McQueen. <laughs> but the, the, um, the whole, like, dialogue before the track starts also reminds me of, like, R&B music. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. it was, like, very common to have, like, a skit or have something happen before mm-hmm. the song happens. Yeah. I, used to, I used to love that. Some great ones on, um, Ludacris, Word of Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and outcast of course with the, the outcast with, yeah the outcast the, the kim and cookie show yeah <laughs> y'all need to check that one out um this song's great man the last thing i i want to talk about is uh one little story about this song like from my personal life i was in a fraternity in college um 
And we would play beer pong in the basement a lot, obviously. So did you guys put water in the cups or actually the beer? Oh, man. I think we we had, we had switched to water eventually with a, a with a side beer. But I, I do remember starting out with beer in the cups. It's funny. I haven't played beer pong in so long. It's like <laughs> almost feels foreign to talk about. I'm right. like, I wasted so much goddamn time. I know. And now I just play the Seinfeld or 90 Day Fiance drinking game. Sign up. <laughs> but... um. We just play. We would be always be playing beer pong, and it was always like the music that you would expect of people like that age, like a lot of Little Wayne, Guns and Roses. Oh yeah, ACDC. Life Eminem. is a highway. Yeah, life is a highway. <laughs> <laughs> and like just like dude stuff. Um, the CD like part of the stereo where you would put this disc in was in a room where you could like lock the door, so we would lock it for parties. That way, people couldn't like change yeah, the music. Right. So like one one day there were like a ton of people there and I decided like I wanted to do something kind of twisted like because I you know I'm not, not a great person so I'm always like pushing people <laughs> and I uh, I went into that room um, and I put it in my Shania Twain CD in and I put man I feel like a woman on loop Love and then I left the room locked the door and like I held the key. And everyone was so pissed. Oh, I bet. But by the third time it came around, everyone was rocking so hard. It's Dude, one this of those song- songs, man. <laughs> I'll like never forget seeing all these like country dudes just like yelling, you know, let's go, girls. <laughs> <laughs> this song brings people together. I think that's like uh, the sticking point. Oh, it's a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like a woman. 